Next time on a very spooky fine dining podcast, the season one finale, TGI Fridays the 13th. Oh, you betcha. Pineapple's gonna hit the fan as Michael's son Juicy, or in this episode, Juice Son Voorhees, <laughs> goes on a murderous rampage and no one is safe. It gets real spooky, it gets real bloody, and not everyone's gonna make it to the end of the episode. Who will live, who will die? Listen to Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, break down a trip to TGI Fridays based on the atmosphere, the service, and the food, and try not to be scared to death. Hear the thrilling finale of Fine Dining, Wednesday, October 25th, wherever you get your podcasts. in here. I haven't written a topical reference for this week's show, but I'll definitely do it before the recording. I'm Harriet Langley Swindon, and this is Nonsensored. Hello, and welcome to Nonsensored, the podcast that normally wraps up the best bits from our very real daily radio show into one easy-to-digest highlights package. This week, though, I'm joined by producer Martin and Ishan Akbar for another Question Time... A Time for Questions. ...episode, where we take time to answer the questions sent in by you, our people. And if you want to send in questions for the next one of these, the email address to use is nonsensedpodcast at gmail.com. We have to use a Gmail address for this because the radio station we're on has set up some pretty stringent filters on its email system... And now nothing could be sent in or out if it mentions Harriet. That is exactly the sort of thing I thought Elon Musk was going to sort out. Anyway, how are you, Ishan Akbar? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. I'm enjoying uh, the fruits of climate change oh. very much. It's very yes. nice. Which it's which fruits are those? Sunny. The Ishan? hot, sunny weather. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've got my right. legs out. They're more tanned than my face. It's a very confusing situation for Can people. Can you say that? And I've said it, so... Okay. Oh, you, you've always been outspoken, Ishan. Martin, what's the first question? Ah, yes. This comes from Alex. Thank you, Alex. And they say, I've been watching documentaries about how during the Blitz, not only did we survive, we thrived. I think mm. it's high time to toughen up our young snowflake generation. So... What if we reignited the Blitz spirit by dropping bombs on ourselves? They won't be worrying about their hurt feelings when they're digging their neighbours out of some rubble. All my love to you, Harriet, but not Martin. Oh, Alex, Alex, thank you. And what a wonderful question. Uh, now, yes. Ishan, let's start with you. What do, what do you think about this? Do you think it could be worth bombing ourselves? I think it's a wonderful idea. Mm. This Alex has really got the measure of this new generation. I think uh, a fun game would be for people on an app. They yes. have to click where they drop the bomb from. But th the thing is, they don't know. So it could just be anywhere. So we could do an app for the Gen Zs. They're like, oh, I've got a little game. It's like Snake. I, I know. I don't know about that, Ishan. I think that rather trivialises it. And if we're going to bomb ourselves... We need to treat it with the seriousness and reverence it deserves in yes. order that we can thrive. The only problem with bombing ourselves, I think, would be the casualties. I think that would be that that would be a, a main downside. One that yes, yeah, and the NHS mind. is severely underfunded at the moment. That would be quite yes, tricky. It might, might, but 
But it would give us all a bit of a kick up the ass, I think. And the thing is, you could target the bombing in places where, you know, we could do without. Mm. You know, I'm thinking of Kent. Yeah. Wow. Well, Kent, Shots Kent fired. is the Garden of Eden. Garden of sorry, is the Garden of, of England. Kent is the Garden of Eden. Devon. That was a that was a slip up, producer Martin. We all do it. Well, okay. have, it's not the Garden of Eden. You get rid of Devon. We could get rid of Milton Keynes. But these are my main Devon. holiday destinations, Ishan. Um, I, I think you may have also overlooked something um, that is actually quite important, I know, to the two of you, which is that there is likely to be a lot of statues that would also probably suffer in the bombing um, of our nation. Um, um, I personally would be more concerned about the human casualties, the loss of life, and, of course, um, well, the damage to infrastructure as well, I suppose. It, w- it would be awful if the statues got bombed, but yeah. yes. maybe an excuse to put up some new statues. Yeah, of people that are deserving of our respect in a modern environment. Yeah, Suella, best lawyer in the world. Yes, okay. uh, Nadine. Yeah, Nadine would be great. Liz, Liz Truss. Philip Schofield. Right, and the idea of uh, putting it onto an app uh, sounds like uh, the democratisation of warfare, which perhaps, yes. you know, if everyone voted not to bomb anywhere, we'd all escape it and we could live in a sort of peaceful, utilitarian, you know, um, utopian society well, so you, where people... Just, but bombing Martin, requires the only... Well, well, they only the protect is, themselves. Bombing has never is. existed without democracy. As long as there is democracy, there is bombing and you need both to coexist. Oh, like well, we need Saudi Arabia. Yes. Alex, although it's a very, very sweet idea that we, we bomb ourselves, I, I think it is too problematic. Though there would be some good things if we did get bombed again. If we did, and I'm not saying we should, and I'm not saying we will, if we got bombed again, it would at least sort of get rid of things like, you know, I don't know, all this talk about COVID and racial equality. It would just wipe out the woke. And I think that would be no bad thing. Um, to be honest, uh, after a cursory consideration of, um, you know, the idea of bombing ourselves, I'd suggest that perhaps the only upside would be that it, there may be a return to another series of Dad's Army. I mean, that that would be mm. great. Or MASH. Great, or, or MASH, yeah. I mean, more of an American series, but yeah, it's still... Hello, hello. Yes. Hello yourself. <laughs> did you see what I did? I did a joke with it because he said, mm. oh. anyway, a strong mm. suggestion from Alex there. Thanks Thank for you, writing Alex. in. Oh, we actually have another question from Alex. Okay. Here it oh, comes. Oh, Alex. Alex has been busy. Or oh, not. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ishan. Uh, how do we deal with these 15-minute cities? I am outraged by these councils who dare to suggest that people could walk around without waiting for the traffic to stop. I spent a lot of money on my SUV. I don't understand the question. Now, I've, I've warmed to Alex and I liked his first question, so I don't want to... But, but what, yes. what does that mean? Yeah, we might need 15 minutes just to work out what the question is. Yeah, what does the question mean? <laughs> well, I believe the 15-minute city is um, a type of town planning that would um, put all of the main things that you need to live a happy and successful life on your doorstep so you're not having to travel down to London. When they're measuring these 15 minutes by walking, are, are they taking BMI into consideration? Because 
one person's 15 minutes might be another person's half marathon. I mean, Harriet, I would have thought you were perhaps um, all four people being able to get around without um, being stifled. I mean, it would certainly remove the the risk of um, just stop oil, um, you know, hampering people's journey to work. That would be really, really good because then that's the thing, just stop oil. That's, they only like doing that kind of protest, don't they? What would they do then? Well, they'd have to accept all the oil. Also, this feels like a policy to stop uh, Uber drivers from existing. That doesn't seem very nice. Well, yeah, I mean, I suppose they could perhaps do other things. I mean, there's certainly like been a what? run on um, what what was um, Suella suggesting. We that need more fruit pickers. Fruit pickers, there we go, yeah. Yeah, but you can't drive to the field, can you? Well, they can walk as, the, as long as they can get there in 15 minutes. Maybe they should make 15-minute cities based on driving, not walking. Uh, yeah, like no, a that, normal city. Mm, it would remove the um, ecological sort of advantage of having things within walking distance. No, but th- there is no ecological advantage, is there, really? Because the energy you save by not using a car to go to the shops, you expend by how long you spend at home, soaking up all the energy, heating your home, cooking, right. cleaning, yeah. sure. and everything else that people do. And some people just love that commute as well, I suppose. I love commuting. It's, it's great. So, Martin, put it this way, because I, I don't know much about this, this topic. Who likes this idea? Um, I would say broadly it's seen as a progressive idea. People on the left seem to champion it for its environmental um, and, no, and social benefits. No, I don't like it. I don't like it. I right. don't like it. I don't like the idea. No, next. No. Okay. Big, big well, red cross from me. I it's agree. Wrong. I exercise yeah. my political autonomy by travelling three hours away from my home for anything I need. Bread, usually. Another lefty idea that I don't want to learn about. Right. Uh, well, next up, Simon asks... Hello, Simon. Hello. Oh. What does Simon Sorry. say? Simon, Simon says... says said, That's very clever. Oh, this is fun. Or it, it might get quite confusing, though, because I, I've, I've got to sort of read out what the question is. Um, Simon okay. says, Jonathan Gullis, Joe Lysett, J.K. Rowling, snog, mm. marry or avoid... <laughs> oh my goodness! What a what a fun question, Simon. I do like this. Um, well, actually, Martin, let's start with you. Um, well, I'm a married man, so uh, you know, I I'd, I'll be avoiding all three. <laughs> there won't be snogging or, no, Martin, or marrying going that, on Martin. there. Martin, um, don't be such a spoil sport. Okay, get in the spirit um, of the game, Martin. You have to choose, Martin. You have to explain why you've chosen. R- r- right. Yes. Okay. And then we we'll will ju- tweet your answer, and we will at all the relevant people in it to see oh. if it gains any traction. Good lord, yes. this has suddenly become a great deal of pressure. Um, I, I've got to say, I, I enjoy Joe Lysett's comedy. I, I think he, he's got right. a cheeky, he's got a cheekiness to him, and, and he cares. You know, he's an activist. In many ways, does so, he do comedy? Um, I thought he wrote letters for a living. No, uh, he he does also do comedy. He does does quite large comedy shows as well. Um, does he? I thought he just did lots of letters and burned his money, well, fake uh, money. 
I yes, you'd think he, so, wouldn't you? Yes. He has destroyed an awful lot of his fake money. But... So, producer Martin, you would marry Joe Lysett? Um, right? I, 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 I suppose so. Um, J.K. Rowling, of course, wonderful author, perhaps not so um, on the old, uh, well, shall we say some of the things... Sorry, you you counselling J.K. No, Rowling I'm in not, real no, time? I'm not doing Does anything. Does it sound I like just, that's what's going on? No, I'd like to distance You're slowly cancelling her. I'm not... She's uncancellable. She had a gay character in Harry Potter, don't you? Know? Yes. So I might just, just for, to make my life easier, I might, I might avoid... Mm. JK, not that I don't respect her not and okay. her work as a charity person also, um, which leaves, I guess I'm going to snog Jonathan Gullis then. Oh, this hasn't worked out very well. Ishan, snog, marry, avoid. Who's it going to be? Marry, rolling, because I believe in the heteronormative discipline that is right. marriage. Okay. Snog. Interesting. Joe Lysett, because I believe he is, what, a bisexual? Yes, he is, yes. So when I kiss him, I'll think I'm kissing a woman. I'm not sure bisexuality right. works like that, though, Ishan. It's How a does, nice idea, not, though. Is it not? Isn't is bisexual? And also, you went for rolling because you're for the heteronormative institution of marriage. Yes, but this is... And now not, you're snogging a man. No, no, but I'm, no, but if he's bisexual, at the time of snogging... Him, he's a woman, isn't he? That's how it works. I think no. we might not have quite long enough in this episode to explain um, what the difference between um, what Ishan thinks might be going on and what is reality. He think, says uh, he's is, bisexual, uh, so that means when I kiss him, he's a woman. Right, yes, which means, of course, Actually, that you're avoiding... maybe that's how it works nowadays, you don't know. Poor old, poor old Jonathan Gullis, Conservative MP for <laughs> uh, Stoke-on-Trent North. Oh, you're going to... He gets avoid a bit, Gullis. Yeah, he gets a big old avoid because he doesn't fit into any of my expectations around marriage, sex and relationships. Well, he's got two children. Also, I can tell he's you quite that much. irritating, isn't he? Um, you have two children. Okay, this is very difficult for me. I mean, hmm, hmm. I guess I'd snog little Jonathan. Um, you know, he's he's a bit irritating. He looks you, like he. You snog a little there. Johnny. I'd snog little Johnny, oh. but I think he would be in awe of me, and I quite like that in a man. So I would allow him that one one kiss, and then he could think about it for the rest of his life and mm. go away happy, and I would be happy that he was happy. So that's who I'd snog. Uh, marry. Hmm. Well, I can't um, marry J.K. Rowling because she's a woman. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. So I guess I'll marry Joe Lysett. And although, yes, he is a comedian, he has done a lot of wokey things, but he was on BBC and he said he's a conservative. And that's good enough for me. The male or female Joe Lysett? That's really silly, Shen. Which means that you are and avoiding J.K. Rowling, which uh, must be quite difficult considering the kind of parties that you both attend. Now, listen... Uh, J.K. Rowling, she, you know, controversial figure. That's not why I'm avoiding her. I'm avoiding her because, yes, uh, we have uh, come across each other in a few parties and she is quite tedious. Right. Okay. She does talk about the same thing over and over again. Is it the wizard and boy? sometimes, 
you're sitting there, producer Martin, and you're yes. thinking, this is all very well. We can carry on talking about toilets, Joanne, but when are we going to talk about me? Yes, agreed. You know? Uh, but- I and I can't deal with that anymore. Next up, we have a question from Michael, and uh, this was actually for our coronation special, but it arrived too late. So sadly, we won't get Nicola Witchell's view on this. Or Princess Diana's. (laughs) No, no, that's true. Um, But Michael's question is, do you agree with me that all those not taking the oath so generously suggested by His Majesty should be arrested and sold into slavery? Well, Michael, my question to you would be, who will they be slaves to? Right. Um, I'm I'm just going to jump in there and say that slavery is bad, and that's my opinion, but also the well, opinion Martin, of the programme. Not all slavery is bad. You oh, know? God. Some of them have a nice jolly time. So that's why I think really we should ask to who they're being sold into. To be fair, given what house prices are like in London, I'd quite like to be a slave because you get accommodation. Okay. Well, that's good. We can already sell Ishan. So that's one person. To be honest, the only slave that has ever famously had a good time was Britney Spears when she was a slave in in that music video and she did a fun song about it. And the house elves in Harry Potter. Well, yes, bring it back to to JK. Um, I'm just saying we're talking about happy slaves. What What I appreciate about Michael's question is... He's taking the the oath with the seriousness it deserves, mm. you know, and I think there should be consequences actually for people. If people, we we t- if you ask someone to take the oath and they say no, well, I think you know, in, imprisonment and death, it it's kind of fair enough, isn't it? I think I know the oath off by heart these days. Will you give us a little preview? Yes, <clears throat> where it began. I can't begin to knowing, but then I know is growing strong, was in the spring, and spring became the summer. Who'd have believed you'd come along, hands, touching hands, reaching out. Right, I know, I think I can see. Touching you. That's a different... Sweet Caroline. Oath. I think that is, it is a popular oath. That's lovely, I didn't realise it was that. I will do that. I will do that and avoid slavery. Hello, I will do that. Did Prince Charles write that? Yes, I believe he did. And then, and then uh, he asked Camilla to do the ba ba ba, sweet Caroline, ba ba. Oh no, sorry. Very, I see what you've done good. there, Ishan. Sorry, no, Ishan. No, yeah, okay. You you would be arrested now. I think mocking. Now, under new government laws, is seen as a form of protest. Is it like and blasphemy? No, it's just a form of protest, and we can't have any of that in a democracy. So, off to prison with you, I'm afraid. Are you reporting me now? Well, I'm afraid I I will have to do that, Ishan. I don't want to, but I'm I respect the law, and you can now arrest somebody before they've even protested if they're sort of thinking about it. And so, if someone's mocking an oath. That kind of equates to the same thing. I thought that was the oath. So, uh, in answer to your question, Michael, slavery, it's a mixed bag. Uh, The next question is from Brijosh, who asks... Brijosh? What? 
Well, no, it's Bridgeosh. I might have pronounced it incorrectly, but we're going to plug ahead. What policies can Sir Keir bring in that will sway your vote in the next general election from the Tories? Keeps autocorrecting to tortures. To Labour. <laughs> yeah, I see what he's done there. Well, it's not really so much to do with their policies. I mean, I actually quite like a lot of their policies, uh, Bridgeosh. It, it's it's not so much to do with that. It, it's more to do with sort of personnel. And, and I'd like to see okay, get rid of people like Rachel Reese and maybe put in Jeremy Hunt or maybe sort of, you know, we, we talked before about Jonathan Gullis. He's, he's young, he's enthusiastic. You maybe get him to replace one of the more sort of young, worky lefty MPs you've got there. Angela Rayner, oh, I mean, I think just to replace her with a man, really. Uh, any man will do. But, you know, preferably one who's kind of got a strong idea, economic policy, you know. And, and maybe look, Matt, Matt Hancock is now an independent. Maybe get him in there. Give him another chance. Yeah, we need more normal people. Mm, we need more normal people. He is. He's just like us. Just like know? a normal guy. He's just a normal guy. So I think that is what I'd, I'd like to see. And then maybe, Labour, we can talk. But, you know, as it is, policy's great. A lot of people in there are, are Marxist um, scum. Um, Ishan, do you have any uh, strong feelings either way on this? What, what, what do you think Labour could do to really sway your vote? Well, at the moment, <clears throat> the way Labour are uh, on the whole has really made me consider them as a viable government one day potentially yeah. because they've accepted that a lot of their what they would consider labor policies are a bit worthless and stupid and they've adopted a lot of good conservative policies right i like that i would like to see us be a bit more heavy-handed on public inconveniences though i'd like to see the labor government you know deal with people who get to the ticket barriers and then yeah. start searching for their tickets or their oyster oh. card Oh, that well, again, like... I think that could again be registered as a form of protest. Yes. So, yes. You know, I have real great hope <clears throat> for these new protest laws, and I'm yes. hoping that if, oh, you know, I hope they don't. But if Labour get in power, that they will, you know, they, they'll they'll continue and see those through. Yes. Yes. People who who walk kind of in the centre of a pavement. Yes. And don't have enough sway on either side. Yeah, I've got to say, Ishan, you know, I, I don't always agree with you, but you've really tapped into some of the things that really grind my gears there. I mean, yes. if you're, if you're walking slow, that's fine, but do it on your own time, buddy. You know, we, yes. we've got yeah. places to get to. I'd like to see uh, what the Labour government put forward some policies around just babies in public spaces. Ah, yeah. But, just get rid of uh, them all. Just wait. What kind? You know, do children need to be on public transport? Do children need to be in the parks? Do they? We hear them. You know, they I don't, do think they they're do. Not remember. I think they probably do need to be in the parks. Yes, I do, I don't think they do because you know right. that's the space for adults. You, know? you don't see us going to their playground. Yeah, it's just get rid of no, the babies. No, we shouldn't go. Yeah, there. babies. What, um, what what about coasters? You know, people who'd come round to your house and they don't use the coasters, even though the coasters are right there in the middle. It's a lovely table. And you offer them a hot drink and they say yes. And then they just pop it down there without this pile of coasters. And they're not. Is that something that they could, you know, enforce? Is that legally? I don't know. You two. I just think it's a good thing that you both aren't running the country. Right. I, I, well, I actually think that Martin and I have put forward some unidentified 
issues. And be stupid. What? Okay. Um, Right, well, the next question is from Mm -hmm. Keith Fanshawe Chumley Howe. And Lovely. He oh, I asks, think I know his family. Well, I feel like we do need more people from non-male, non-white backgrounds messaging us. That would be nice. It's it's hard to know who, well, what Keith's lineage is, but um, but he writes in anyway, um, yes. and he asks, "What is the most woke thing you have ever done, and how did you make amends afterwards?" Thanks, Keith. Oh, mm. oh looking, getting us to sort of look deep in our souls here. Very true. Yeah, it's quite a fun one, isn't it? Ugh, the shoes on the other now, foot now, isn't it's it? It's not so much me. I can't remember. I'll have another think. But I do, my, my husband once did. And it was really, I mean, I really, it was really awful. We'd, we'd gone to the National Trust and he was reading some placard about there being slavery. Uh, some, you know, the, 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 I don't know. Something had come, been funded by slavery. And he he, he went, oh. And I said, uh, Jonathan, what was that noise? Je- Jonathan, what is that? Why wh- why aren't you just enjoying the furniture, Jonathan? And I yeah. I felt really angry. I'm, You've lost your sorry, voice. I can't speak. It was, yes. it, was an, it was an awful, awful moment. And I, 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 I couldn't breathe. I couldn't think straight. I had to get Jonathan out of there. And I thought, this is why we can't go to the National Trust anymore, because you just get ambushed by history. It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. Mm. So I pulled him out of there and I slapped him in the face. I said, Jonathan, get a hold of yourself. This was in the past. It has nothing to do with us. It doesn't matter what happened before. I I don't know... It's like saying I should care about how my food got on my plate. I shouldn't. And then I took him to Legoland. Okay, so just to clarify, the the most woke thing you've ever done is be married to a man who balked at the idea of profiting from the slave trade. Well, I took him to the National Trust, which was a mistake. It was a mistake, and it's not a mistake I'll be making again. Right, fair enough. Uh, Ishan? Well, well... Uh... I bet you've a got some woke to... skeletons in that in that closet. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm loath to admit this, but on the same day, I used some loose leaf tea and had tofu for dinner. Good Lord. What? I just... What, what happened? Were you in a... I don't know. Were you drunk? Uh, well, I... Was it Did a dare? Did you think it was feta cheese? The loose leaf tea, what happened is my, my, my tea bag kind of burst as I pulled it out. And okay. I thought, well, I may as well just make use of the tea. There's no point wasting it. We're in a cost of living crisis. And in my fridge, unbeknownst to me, what I thought was a lovely block of feta. Yes, that's what I was saying. Was it, you thought it was feta cheese? Yes. I was going to put it on my baked beans. Right. And lo and behold... It was tofu. And so suddenly, wait, as you... I was eating this tofu... You didn't cook it? No, I did. I, I, I warmed my beans in a saucepan, so I put the the tofu in with in the saucepan with the beans, and they cooked together. And I was eating this tofu. I could just see myself viewing the world in kind of non-binary. And then oh. I went up to my toilet, and I didn't know which way to go, but I've only got one toilet. 
Right. So I just, it was a bad day because I ended up, yeah, I ended up defecating on the stairs because I was so okay. confused. Right. Wow. Oh my goodness. And you know, the worst thing is, is the Wokies would probably say that's okay. Yes. You've got to think about your I mental know. health. I was shaken to the core that day. Yeah. I, right. I was too scared to go out. There must, there must have been a week where I wasn't able to record because, because that's actually what happened. Wow. How did you atone for this? Um, the very next day, mm-hmm. I went out. I got some British beef from a British farmer, and I ate raw meat. Yes. Until I threw up. Yes. Um, right. I knew I'd thrown up every bit of tofu that was inside mm. me. Mm. Yes. yes. And then I drove to Dover, mm. and I stuck two fingers up at the English Channel. Yes. So all the dinghy people, yeah, they right. knew they weren't welcome. Oh. Okay. I don't think we should yes. call them that, but sure. Um, of course, the most woke thing that I've ever done uh, was probably uh, that time I had a selfie with Bob Geldof, which was actually really nice. Um, he's, he's a great guy, does a lot of good work. And uh, why did you do that? Well, it just you know, he was. I saw him and I was like, oh hey, do you mind? I'm, I don't even really get selfies, so it felt quite new and thrilling at the time, but. Um, yeah, Bob, if you're listening, oh dear. hey, reach out, write in the question next time. I didn't even know time. your phone had a camera. No, I, I, I say a selfie. I, I used, um, I used, I had a disposable on me. <clears throat> That's quite sad. Our final question is Hello? from, here it comes. It's from David and he has. Hello, a, David. He has a technical question. Yes. I wonder if your guest microphone is broken as it often makes your female guests sound quite similar. Ooh, right, okay. David, it's just because women are quite similar. Right. Interesting. I can assure you that from a technical um, viewpoint, the the, the mics are working just fine. David... It's just for many years, we women, we sat at home, we had babies and we made food. And it took us a while to develop anything different about ourselves. So it's, you know, just as a result, things take a while. You know what, We're Harry, playing catch up. I, I would disagree because I think we have a variety of different, interesting, nuanced voices and, and guests. Why, just the other week, the Coronation Special, Nicola Witchell and Diana in the same conversation. What That's can you... true, yes. Unbelievable. It's true. Nadine Dorries. We are very diverse. You know? Yeah. She's been on. Who else have we had? Suze Kempner. She's on sometimes. Yeah, we've had lots of different people. And we had the best headmistress last week. Of course. All very different people. Yes. Caitlin Bubblingbrook. Liz Truss. But I thought we only got other women on because of the employment tribunal. Ah, well, no, we we do also have to um, up our game a little... um, Legally speaking, we do have to have more Yeah, guests. that's why you brought me in, because they were talking about some sort of representation issue, and sometimes women aren't available, so we just... Sometimes Martin does a voice. <laughs> that's not true. That's that's not... That's you simply should. not true. We wouldn't do, you do can't, that. You can't give away non-censored secrets. Oh, I didn't realise it was... Sorry. I thought everyone knew when Martin was doing... The, Martin, do the voice. That I'm not doing the voice. There isn't Martin, a voice. Don't, don't incriminate yourself. Right. Thank you for your question, David. We'll um we'll I'm look into lady. that issue, and um 
And Thank I'm you. sure you'll enjoy hearing some new voices on the show very soon. Hello, yes. I'm a lady on the show. Well, look, that's it for this week. Like, subscribe, tell your friends and keep those questions coming to nonsenseandpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, Thank keep you. sending them. Thank you. Thank you ever so much to Ishan Akbar, Brendan Murphy, Rosie Holt and Ed Morish. I'm Harriet Langley-Swindon and we'll be back next week with more Nonsense. 